0: Welcome to episode number one of Internet Dragons TV. My name is Roger, and if you're new to IDTV, allow me to bring you up to speed before introducing my two co-hosts. Now, prior to Internet Dragons TV, we worked on a little something called For the Lore. It was a podcast that was devoted to story-driven games, which started in 09 and ended recently having clocked in 130 episodes. Now, 128 of those are still available for download, and you can get them from the link on InternetDragons.tv. Now, I would strongly suggest you go and check them out, or you can check them out on iTunes as well, and get a feel for who we are, because we did some good work there. Now. With that said, it is time to introduce my co-host. So we'll start with the man that you probably know the most right now, thanks to his terrible ninja gaming skills. And that is Vince. He and I also work on a Comebook podcast, which I encourage you all to check out as well. It's available at CombookInformer.com. Just as with For the Lore, you will hear us mention it periodically here. So Vince, welcome to the show. I'm a freaking ninja. Dude, you are a terrible ninja. Seriously, <laughs> terrible freaking ninja. But I am a ninja. You are. Uh, speaking of terrible, next up we have the worst enhancement freaking ninja pants shaman I've ever had the pleasure of mini pet hunting with. You also know him as Resto Shaman feature writer for WoW Insider. So, Mr. Joe, welcome to the show.
1: I'm happy to be recording again. And Vince, I don't believe you're a ninja. You can't possibly be a no, ninja. He's
0: not that stealthy. It's all the no. fur. It slows him down. It, it, See, Russell, when, when I'm
1: a ninja, Roger doesn't notice until like a half an hour later.
0: No, that's because you don't reply to shit until a half hour later. That's not being stealthy. That's ignoring people. There's a oh, difference. Oh, but I was talking with you and you just ignored it. That's not my fault. No, 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 no. Not you. Not you. Oblivious true.
2: bastard. He totally replied. He just didn't hit enter. That's right. the true way of it. <laughs> oh, I did.
0: I did. <laughs> Um so like I said we worked to on for the lore before that and wanted to take just a brief moment to talk about our last episodes we're not going to do too much on it but just to talk about it because episode 130 was actually a phenomenal episode that we recorded we had a blast it was hours of chatting and drinking and having a grand old time we did broadcast it live and the lucky few who showed up actually got to hear it because what happened is that there was a failure software failure afterwards We lost the episode. Now, we discussed whether or not we would record it again, which we all agreed we ain't doing that shit again this soon. You can't recreate that kind of fun. And so we thought, well, maybe in a little while we'll kind of just do a quick recap and go from there. And then it was decided, well, we'll talk a little bit maybe once we start IDTV, the vidcast. And now I'm at the point where I'm thinking we've moved on. IDTV is doing well we're having fun with the videos that we're doing and this is who we are now unless you guys have something to talk about I think we can move on to the actual topic of hand for this first episode i yeah, I think we're good yeah so and the obvious topic if you're watching the screen and you didn't just get the download at the audio version of this is The Walking Dead now The Walking Dead came out in uh, I believe it was April it came out and we were fairly excited for it, especially being the lore junkies that we were, because we knew that it would be just dripping with story and lore. Now, some people were a little bit more hesitant about it because they thought that maybe it would not have enough to it being a telltale game. And those people were pretty much (laughs) shut up immediately after playing the first episode. So this was episodic content you probably all already know that and we just finished episode 5 now what's funny is that it didn't take long for for this game to really hit its stride and to impress Pretty much anybody who played it. So nobody was really surprised when it was nominated for Game of the Year from a variety of game review sites. Um, However, I think that there were still a lot of people that were surprised that it actually won, though. Especially at the VGAs just recently. And the VGAs, they would normally err on the side of caution with the big budget games. And it was funny because there were quotes from GTTV, which is his sister site to Spike TV, um, Shane Shatterf- Satterfield, who was talking about the the fact that it was nominated for Game of the Year. And he's actually a VGA judge. He's editor-in-chief of GameTrailers.com. And he was saying, uh, just a direct quote here, when you look at a game that takes a few hours to make, which I'm hoping he meant to play, versus a game that you can span 30, 20, 30, 40 hours, or if you have multiplayer it can go on for hundreds of hours and you look at the work that goes into those games to be sustainable for that period of time, it almost not, it's almost not fair to me to include these games that are built by smaller teams that only hold your interest for a shorter period of time. So right from the get-go, Vince, what do you think of that bullshit? (laughs) I'm kind of of coloring your thoughts there because you obviously know what I think. (laughs) Well, I've seen plenty of movies
2: that have had huge budgets and hundreds of people working on them that were garbage. And plenty of smaller films that, you know, won Oscars for best film of the year. So it's the same premise here. the, The quality should be the only thing to judge it on.
1: Yep. Yeah, I absolutely agree, and especially when you consider that a lot of these these smaller teams, a lot of our favorite games over the, even just the last year, they're made by these really small teams that are putting their heart and soul into the game and making a quality product. You can have thousands of employees working on the project and have an absolute shit product at the end of it. It happens. But when it comes to small, you shouldn't be just coloring Uh, your perceptions based on the size of the team and the amount of money in production. I've seen indie projects that have been absolutely phenomenal and I've seen, you know, multi-billion dollar projects fall flat on their face judged by the quality of the end product.
0: That's all it should be. Well, see, it even goes further than that. We have... Somebody who appears on GTTV f- periodically as well, that's industry analyst, I, I love that, like that's the quote <laughs> freaking title you want to make for yourself, uh, Michael, Michael Patcher, who said those games don't guy. have a prayer, they're not going to win, of course this was before um, it actually won, and of course he's talking as well about Journey, which no- was nominated for some a lot of awards and won some as well. And and he goes on, and this is from IGN too, they were saying he in, he instead predicted that the judge pan, judges panel would go for the obvious stuff, something popular. He also claimed the, the nomination of games like Journey and The Walking Dead were a move by quote-unquote a new age awards program and tried to throw some props to somebody who tried something bold. And to me that is the most condescending piece of shit. How about they're getting nominated because they deserve it, because they busted Their ass and made something of quality. How about that instead of of patronizing them?
2: Well, these guys, especially Pactor, because I mean, he's all about, you know, the AAA titles and, you know, sucking up to the big companies. Like, they can't accept that. You know, like like in film, when you know the the I keep drawing that that illusion, but you know when the smaller production studios started, you know really making great stuff. You know when Spielberg, and Lucas, and all them were really starting to fight back against the studio system, the entire industry rebelled against that until the quality of their work really made them rise to the top. So it we're kind of getting the same thing here with gaming, where all these people who have built their careers around you know, Ac- Activision and EA and the big companies are having a hard time accepting. These smaller companies really jumping up and taking taking the, the limelight. And, well, I think part of that, too, is because
1: a lot of these smaller companies are made up of former employees of these triple A. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, just just going to throw that out there.
0: Now, I, in, in terms of this one as well, too, I'm not going to speak to the quality of Journey because right now we're talking about The Walking Dead. But, I mean, we just saw on the screen Lee losing his arm. Okay, well, not losing it. <laughs> it being taken off. And you have to wonder. Now, there's the, the IP is popular because of how graphic and how visceral it is. So... Do you think that, how much of an impact do you think that had on these decisions? It's not just about looking at the caliber of the work that went in, the amazing voice acting and all of the, the great writing, but just the pure visceral appeal of The Walking Dead IP. How much of an impact do you think that had on it? So case in point as an example, if this had been for another IP that's not quite as strong, but with the same quality of writing and with the same um, great voice acting, do you think it would have gone quite as far? Joe, what do you think?
1: I do, actually, and because you see a lot of... You know, bloody visceral games out there that are super popular and people absolutely adore them. Uh, It's not so much just that—that's the nature of the IP uh, that makes it popular. It—it's just something that happens inside of that universe. I mean. It really the, the the lure of this game, the part that is so awesome about it, it, is the caliber of voice acting and the caliber of writing. If you have good writing, you have good voice acting, and you have good scene setup too because let's not you know any, if this was any other thing, if this was aliens instead of, of zombies and the same stuff was going on, you'd still get a lot of the same feels in some of the regards too, or if it was a virus outbreak or something like that' it it's, it's really rests on that writing and the characterization not just the bloody nature of it not just the visceral nature
0: because again it is one of those it's still a point and click and and the question then remains are we ready to have a point and click that is not from a known exceptionally popular ip that's going to be taking game of the year away from the triple a's like your assassin's creed 3 and dishonored is brand new but still the people working on it bethesda of course so it's it's whether or not a, a point and click can do that well, regardless of what it is, what IP it is. Vince, what See, do you think? Oh, go ahead. No, I I do think that having the
2: Walking Dead IP behind it was a, a definite point in its favor. I mean, right right now, the Walking Dead as a franchise is probably the most popular thing out there right now. And the, the wet turd of their mid, mid-season finale last week was, it, again, it broke records. It, it was, I forget exactly all the records it broke, but it's the highest, most watched whatever, uh, primetime drama. You know it, it, it broke all kinds of records, even going up against regular network TV, not just cable TV. So I think having that popularity for The Walking Dead itself really helped because it was selling you know the people were interested in it if i don't think if nobody had played the, this game if it had been a different game with that with a lesser ip i don't think it would have been quite as high up on many people's lists as it was even if it had the same quality joe are you gonna say something
1: I was going to say, I, I when, to, agree to a certain extent about that, but we're starting to see a lot more point-and-click games that are coming out now from indie developers that are starting to produce this type of caliber work with, you know, good soundtracks, good writing, amazing visuals, uh, great characterization. That I think we are going to start popping up on the list, and they're either brand new IPs or ones that you know are not as popular as this, while. I, I agree that, that Walking Dead was a, a point in its favor, that the, the IP that it was based in definitely helped it out there and drew some attention towards it. I also maintain that if the game was shit, people wouldn't have played it or really cared about it that much, e- despite oh, definitely. the IP.
0: Definitely. And the thing to keep in mind, too, which we talked about on For the Lore, too, the strength of the writing is so high that it that is what carries the series and, of course, the the work that goes into the voice acting and everything else. But I mean, the writing is so good that they make us care about these other characters than the normal characters that we know from the IP from either reading the comic books or watching the TV show, but especially the comic books. Like, yes, we get Glenn for a little bit and Herschel and things like that. But those are the people that we care about. The people we care about are the ones that they invented for this game. And that speaks again to the writing of the, the series. When you're looking at the especially on, on Twitter with uh, with Telltale and what they were doing with, uh, with what would you do for Clementine kind of thing. And like, I mean, it's freaking trending because mm-hmm. so many people are playing this game. So many people love this game and so many people have so quickly fallen in love with that little girl. That speaks to the strength of the writing. But then I look at it in terms of um, when you're looking at that IP, that setting, the well is so like you can do so very much with it that that can be amazing so i i think that it's actually easier as a writer to draw from this ip than it would be for others and which isn't to say that they can't do it of course or can't do it well but i think that this had a big impact on how good the game was because it was building on such fertile ground so, okay, let's talk a little bit, go back to some of the, uh, well, to the prior episodes. And I want to get a feel for where you guys kind of bounced around. Because if you haven't played the game, of course, the there's moral choices along the way. Or I shouldn't even say moral choices. There are choices that you're going to make along the way. And then, of course, those choices are carrying throughout the episode. And I really liked how they did that too. I mean, we saw that to a degree with Mass Effect, which was one of the bigger ones with, with consequences and things like that. Uh, of course, at the end, it didn't matter what you chose. <laughs> but I digress. Um, so when you're looking here, I liked how the, the, the it, it kept impacting. Those choices kept impacting all the way to Episode 5. And not necessarily always in a huge way, though some of them were. But you really got a feel for for the characters and and you were far closer with Lee of course because you you were living him as as you thought he should be uh, as you, he, sh, you sh, he should be played kind of thing. So, I mean, that was an interesting thing that I was getting around with Joe when you were saying he's such a great character and I was saying he's an egomaniac. Of course he is. He's you. <laughs> You're deciding everything. So, of course you love him. I didn't say great character. I said badass. Uh, Big difference there. Um, so, anyways, looking at, okay, let's start with episode one then. And episode one is, of course, where the shit hits the fan and this is where they are, um, they're going to Herschel's farm they're also finding the kid in the bush well the kids in the bush with what appears to be I can't remember if it was their teacher or not that was
2: episode 2 I think was it 2 yeah, yeah cuz that was after they were at the motel yes
0: you're right you're right okay so i've got the choices though for episode 1 cuz this is a wonderful thing about um the game at the end when you're done playing that episode it tells you Based on the metrics that it's accumulating, who did the same things as you? What the percentages are? So, like, and and I'm not a horrible person this time. You know what, dude? I was looking at some of these and I was going, "Who would choose?" Oh, Vince. <laughs> okay,
2: I was not a, I was not a horrible person. So, so for every choice this time. Okay, so uh, did either of you lie to uh, Herschel? No, I was truthful. I, I don't remember. I think I was, I was just kind of dodging it. I didn't lie to him, but I didn't really tell him anything either.
0: See, I actually I liked that. As I'm reading this too, you can see how the majority of the people, with you as an exception, actually wanted to be a goodly, and someone that could be taken care of of uh, Clementine and could be a decent person kind of thing and so like yeah it's we had like 62% of the people told the truth to to Herschel and then when we're looking at people who saved Duck versus Sean because that was probably the biggest um, consequence that and it was fairly early on too we have 49% of the people saved Duck which is Kenny's kid of course and then 48% saved Sean, who was Herschel's kid, but not a kid anymore. He was either an adult or in his early 20s. And I like that 3% chose neither. And you know what that is? That is people who couldn't do it in time because it was so fast. That
2: was the first time you really felt the
0: timer ticking away. (laughs) Yeah, and that was a quick timer too. Very quick and very, it it just panicked the crap out of me. It was like, oh my God, oh my God. Uh, 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 uh. I actually saved Duck myself. I'm assuming you guys did the same. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then, did you guys in the first episode side with Kenny or did you side with Larry? You see,
2: Kenny. this is one of those ones where the game kind of messes with you because in that instance, I was trying to stay neutral because my entire thought for this first episode was, I just want to do stuff that's not going to screw me. So I was like, okay, try and play it safe, you know, keep everybody happy. But apparently playing it neutral was enough for Kenny to turn, you know, freaking atomic. Like, you didn't stand up for me. Yeah. I, I didn't say anything bad either. <laughs> Calm down, See, I-
1: <laughs> and and I, and I went for Kenny because I figured he would be the most useful later on. Like, I was, like, trying to plan ahead, like, okay, who's going to be more useful to me later on? Hmm. All right. I'm going to stick up for Kenny. Redneck in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, you can't go. Redneck in right a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> you want a redneck in a zombie apocalypse. That, that's That's a given.
0: Well, I actually sided with Kenny as well, just because Larry had been getting on my nerves up until that point. He was just, when that when the salt lick was dropped on his head, there were no tears shed. Let me put it to you that way. okay? And then we got Doug as well at the end. And then you either got sorry, to save. It was so funny when I
2: was reading your review for episode four and you kept talking about Doug. I'm like, who the hell is Doug?
0: <laughs> Well, Doug, I don't know if you guys know this, but he was actually one of the, he was a prior um, employee of Telltale Games, and yes. so the character was based on him, and that was when they were doing the promotion for the, the pre-orders so that you could be in the game mm-hmm. and showing them. Here's Doug, one of our ex-employees, kind of thing. Um, so, but I kept Doug alive, and I was in the minority here because it was 25 percent who kept saved Doug when everybody was being attacked in the um, in the convenience store there, and 75 percent saved Curly, who was the woman that was in the group at the beginning, and she knew that you were a convict. So, <laughs> at that point, my wanting to save my ass kicked into high gear. <laughs> it's like I'm not putting up with the zombies. <laughs> and you, are chomping on my ass. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'll save Duck." He was a nice guy.
1: So I, I saved Carly.
0: Vince? Yeah,
2: for me, it was more, you know, she knew my secret, but she didn't say anything about it, and that kind of earned her some points in my book.
0: All right. Okay, so moving on to episode 2. Now this is the one where you uh, either chop off David's leg, he was the one that was in the bush, or <laughs> you just left him there to die. I we actually talked on this on one of the for the lower episodes when we were playing this. I actually chopped the leg off and it was freaking want to talk about visceral and, and brutal. I I did chop the leg off. Of course, he didn't survive anyways. What'd you guys do? <sighs> I totally left him to die. <laughs> you were of the fifteen percent then.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was the fifteen percent.
0: Vince? No, I I, I Sam jackson him. All right. Um and then there was also the uh the woman who had been bitten, who uh Jolene. And she had been bitten and she had wanted she been to be. Yeah, I thought she, she, she had was bit. just a nut bag. No, no, she had oh, no, actually she gotten bit. No, she didn't. She got bit. Her side was all bloody. She'd gotten bitten. So uh so you could either shoot her or you could what was it, shot her or waited? Yeah, so you just kind of stand give her there and the try gun. to figure it out. And yeah, the, so the crazy yeah, cannibal shooter. Her two, said. You,
1: you either listen to her, or you go ahead and shoot her quickly. That that was your that was your choice for no, that. No, there was another one because
0: I gave I let her take the gun. You could let her that's take. Episode that, one, dude. No, it's not. Yes, it is. That's Irene when. Oh, that's Irene. Dead. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay, oh, which one is Juline again? Jolene's the crazy lady in the camp that had, like, Clementine's You're right. You're right, right, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, when you find out later when she went through, no kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, so crazy lady, though, what did you guys do with Irene? I listened to her because at this
1: point in time, if she's not going into a zombie, like, if she's not, like, turning and she's got stuff to say, I'm going to fucking listen because there so might be some useful the in there I can use later.
0: Vince, did you give her the yeah. gun? I, I didn't trust those guys, so I was hoping she would tell me something. Uh, see, I gave her the gun. I let her put herself out of her misery. So Jolene, though, that's the Mex- Mexican standoff that they had going on. Yes. So I I didn't shoot her either just because it was interesting to find out what was going on. So that was 87% of people actually waited to hear the whole story. Um, and then that's the one also where you are on the farm and they're carving up people oh. and serving the human meat. And uh, it was interesting. Stopped Clementine from eating human meat. 65 percent stopped her 35 percent didn't i think that's the timer again
1: <laughs> you know? I, I think you it's
0: had the lee going down downstairs down going mm, probably tastes like bologna Oh, <laughs> whatever <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then but of we, course there was the again the best part where larry's arguing <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and your dialogue choices eat up larry <laughs> yeah really <laughs> uh,
0: and then of course you can help kill larry And that's you're helping uh, Kenny to kill Larry because he's going to, he had a heart attack, he died. Or you can try to revive him. So we got 32% of people tried to, or helped kill him and 68% actually tried to revive him. I tried to revive him and just because it gave you that really amazing cinematic of the salt lick on the head (laughs) and all that followed.
2: See here, because again, because I tried to play it safe back in episode one, Kenny was still, you know, being Kenny. <laughs> I was like, OK, me and Kenny are not getting along. I need to, you know, work my way in with Team Lily right about now. <laughs> All of episode two, I was just being nice to Lily and Larry. I was like, yeah, you know, we're a big happy family. <laughs> you chose the wrong horse there, buddy. <laughs> Clearly.
1: Uh, Joe, what did you do? uh with mr heart attack or were you talking about yeah uh, with larry yeah mr heart attack i honestly um
0: killed him oh all righty then what about danny well, did, did he, you i,
1: I wasn't gonna about to take a risk it was one of those things Well, that, that would have been, been one,
0: one big ass freaking zombie <laughs> exactly, exactly i mean i don't want that thing i don't want that thing coming back after me so fuck it kill him he already had a grudge against you as well too i'm sure exactly. that would have held on <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm not sure the dead honestly forget about the living all that
1: much. I, You know, he would have come right straight for my black ass.
0: It's, it's, it's... I'll uh, closer. Uh closer. What about killing uh, Danny? Did you kill him or spare him? I spared him. Really? Yeah. Joe? He killed the brothers. Yeah. I pitchforked through the freaking chest. Yep. <laughs> You're dead. Oh, yeah. Cork okay. Clementine to watch yeah i don't care a hard lesson you got to learn it kiddo (laughs) exactly
1: she's got to learn how to survive in this world and if i'm not about to let somebody who might come back and kill me later or try to find me and fuck me over come and get me so you know what cannibals
0: no No. cannibals they can die (laughs) exactly yep so 55 percent of us on that one no actually we're not 55 percent of us killed danny and 45 did not um I love the punching uh, Andy. They have a statistic of how many times Andy was punched. 1,435,645. To date. I love that they put that there, too. And I actually spared him just because at that point it was being overrun by zombies. And just seeing that final cinematic with his mom coming out as a zombie towards him. Oh, no, no fate can be worse than that. That was that was priceless. And then the taking the supplies. Now, this is probably, I would think, probably the biggest choice in the oh, game, although you wouldn't know back. it oh, at the God, time. This come back. Now, the thing is, is that <laughs> I don't know how this impacted the end of the game because I haven't read up on it. I know it based on what I did. But now I'm very curious, and we'll see whether you guys did it differently than me, because the I took the supplies, of course. So I was of the fifty-six percent. So what did you guys do, Vince? See, Clementine was giving me those sad puppy dog (laughs) eyes. You know, be good, Lee. Don't do it. So I I left them. Really? Okay, Joe. I took the shit. So did I. Okay, this is gonna. (laughs) I had a kid to worry about.
2: Poor bastards.
0: I hey, it's a freaking. There's cheese and crackers. We're good. No, we weren't. We were in sad shape. She's got a quarter of an apple waiting for her back at the motel. (laughs) You eat those seeds. Okay, this is going to come into play into our conversation once we get to episode five then. Let's move on to three. So three here, this is where Lily goes off the freaking deep end. Now in mine, because Doug was still alive, she shot Doug. And um, now from there, 45% of people decided to abandon Lily. And fifty five brought her along in cuffs and everything else. I brought her along. I didn't leave her behind. What did you guys do?
1: I uh, brought her for zombie chow.
2: Because <laughs> again, it was one of those things. You know, you're on the side of the road. You know, who knows? Yeah, you know, the gunshot's going to draw attention. It's like just get in the freaking van. We'll figure this out later.
0: <laughs> okay. And uh, I can't remember. Is this isn't the? Oh no! Chuck winds up coming at either the beginning of episode three or the end of or sorry about halfway through yeah yeah Yeah. he was actually a a fantastic character old hobo drunk but man he was he was an (laughs) interesting character um died like a champ but uh but yeah no he was uh he was he was cool to have around and um and so then that's also where you meet omid and krista and there was a little choice there with who you're gonna let on the freaking train and all that not quite as important um the big one of course for this episode was whether you shot duck who had been infected or if you forced kenny to shoot duck i actually shot duck and apparently the majority of people did because it's at 81 percent of people did so what did you guys do
2: i killed the kid
0: okay Vince?
2: yeah we we're all in agreement there. Yeah.
0: I'd like to see what the cinematic is. And especially now that I got no use for Kenny. I'd be like, he's your freaking <laughs> brat. You sired that piece of shit. You kill him. <laughs> okay. He's getting a little pale. May want to do it soon. <laughs> and of course, at the end of that too, is when you see that Katya couldn't stand it anymore and she killed herself. So Kenny's in a bad way here. Lost both his wife and his son. Um, and then episode four is immediately almost you're getting into savannah you've been planning on what you're going to do once you're going to be getting into savannah with clementine before if- we
2: before we get into savannah can i just say how much i love that scene on the train with lee and clementine when you know he's teaching her how to shoot he's cutting yep. her hair they're going through the pl- that mm-hmm. that scene was probably one of the best bits of the entire
0: game series
1: oh really it's pure it's pure humanity
0: I liked it, too. I liked it, too. I don't think that I put it as my favorite of the whole thing, but no, I did like it. It really showed off the strength of the voice acting, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Any of those moments that you had with with all of the characters, too. I mean, I know that uh, Melissa Hutchinson won for Clementine for uh, the Spike VGAs for best performance. Um, sadly, Lee did not win. Uh, Dave uh, Fennoy didn't. Although I kind of agree. That handsome Jack should have won that one. Oh, absolutely. But but, uh, but still, um, Lee. I mean, he Dave does such a great job with Lee. But I mean, when you're hearing Lee with any of the characters, they they, when you're talking about that episode, there's also all of the stuff between him and Kenny, in the um, the main car at the front. Mm-hmm. So like, their they're fight. You can choose whether you want to fight with him or not, or talk him down. There's there's a lot there because Kenny just lost his wife and his kid. And as much as you hate the character of Kenny at times, man, the voice acting was great there too because you can feel his pain.
1: I actually really liked Kenny.
0: I guess it would depend, again, if you really sided I'm related him. to a few Kennys. So. <laughs> I mean, if you did not miss a single thing with him because, man, if you were slow with one freaking thing, he would not let you forget it. So I, I, I think that if you really stuck together, then maybe he was a better guy. But, man... Although that being said, again, when we're looking at episode four and you're seeing a lot of the things, four and five, between Kenny and and Lee, and I think especially in five, once you've had your blowout, if you just decided to have the blowout, uh, the stuff in five, especially like when they're having a drink on the couch upstairs in that that home kind of Mm -hmm. thing, there's a lot of moments there where you're feeling for these people and you can feel that – Regardless of what they think about each other, they now have this relationship, the two guys kind of thing. And, I mean, tons of power there. Um, Okay, so back to four. So four, you get into Savannah, you hide out in a house, and you find out as you're clearing it that in the... Um, the attic. There is a boy who had hold himself up in there, and who is just skin and bones because he hadn't had he'd run out of food and water and died up there. Kenny's the one that finds him. That scene where you go and you see Kenny on his knees and you see the silhouette of the kid—it was like just freaking heart wrenching. And then the kid, of course, has to be put down. The question then becomes again: Kenny just lost his family. You either you killed his son or he killed him himself. Did you kill the boy in the attic or did you have Kenny do it, Vince? Well,
2: I mean, at this point, I'm feeling so bad for Kenny. I was like, oh, my God, you know, whatever whatever you want, buddy. I got this. But also, since the whole Team Lily plan didn't work out too well in my favor, I was sucking up to Kenny so hard in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I got to get one of these people to like me.
1: Okay, Joe? Uh, I made the hard choice and killed him for him because, I mean, at this point, it's like, Kenny's been through a lot, and I'm going to need him still later on, and I need him on his game. I can be a heartless bastard if I need to be, so I killed the kid.
0: Yeah, well, 75% of us decided to kill the boy in the attic. So, um, And then from then on, um, you're going through sewers as well, and you're meeting up with a bunch of people who are underneath. I hated that sewer. Oh, my God, that was a pain <laughs> yeah, in the ass. That was, it was a pain in the ass until you have kind of figured out the mechanics of where to hide and things like that, then it wasn't quite as bad. But no, there was was one fight, especially the one right after Chuck, when you find Chuck partially eaten, and then there's the one zombie that's in your way, and then if you don't time it just right, she calls all of them over, and then you're rushing. So it took me a few tries to finally get it, so that (laughs) she didn't call everybody over, and then I could take my time with the freaking door thing that was hidden kind of thing, but up until then it was a pain in the ass. Okay, so down there you meet uh, a doctor, Vernon, and he's got some other, some survivors, cancer survivors, actually. And uh, and so you talk to him and you either threaten him or you reason with him kind of thing. And, um, and then basically you are running through a lot of things like that. You are running through the um, Crawford uh, little community mm-hmm. that turned, which Ooh. I thought that was really well done. That that episode was so gripping. It was unbelievable. When you looked at, I mean, it started off with The Kid in the Attic, which set you up with, like, this is going to be such a hard episode to take emotionally, because the whole freaking series has been, this is not going to be any different. And then you're going. At through. this point, we're strapped in. Yeah, we're really. Like, okay, yeah, I'm yeah, ready. Yeah. you know, you got the bottle of Jack nearby. <laughs> You're like, okay, and uh, and so then you find out about Crawford, and you find that out from one of the new characters, Molly, who was this fantastic character, and I like that she didn't die. <laughs> you know, here's a mm-hmm. character that you can have in the show for a while and then take off and not take off because she died. Um, but there's a lot going on with her in this community, Crawford, and you find that out once you go inside. Um, did you guys both take uh, Clem with you when? you went into Crawford, or did you leave her behind? Um, I brought her. Okay. Vince? What's wrong with you people? Wow. <laughs> Why would you take a little girl? <laughs> hey, she, you're the one that said she's got to learn to protect herself. No, exactly. that was Joe. Oh, you, you implied it.
2: No. She yeah, I, I, she's got to learn to protect herself. This world sucks. Listen, I taught
0: her how to shoot, but I wasn't going to put her into danger. See, the way that and I looked at it was that, you had just prior to that well at least i did in the choices that i'd made been telling her that she's got to be strong she's got a to fight easy, she's got to be but you, i <laughs> you left her behind she she, she was pouting and, and huffing but i was like no
2: you gotta stay there's no way i'm bringing her especially i didn't know what i was going to run into at crawford if i'd known it
0: was zombies i would well, sure come along you know but i'm expecting you know bad people yeah well, I brought her along as well. You're actually in the majority because it was 75%. Mm-hmm. Or no, sorry, we are. seventy five four percent of people brought her along. 26% told her to stay. So what happened when you guys got back? Because you left Omid there alone, I'm guessing, right? No, no. Omid, uh, oh, yeah. Omid was not doing that well, but there was not much else going on. When we came back, it was all hell was breaking loose because they were all following behind kind of thing. See,
2: when I when I came back, a zombie had busted into the house and
0: clementine had shot it and saved omid well he didn't get hurt without her because he was still fine yeah um so then while you're gone to crawford you find out again a lot of things the stuff with the tapes i wrote about that on the site and i showed Mm. the the tapes that are on the our youtube channel you can see them if you want a spoiler um you kind of had an idea there was some really bad stuff and then you find out just how bad kind of thing um so it, I I thought it was well done and well handled too for a touchy situation kind of thing, and it wasn't exploited for the sake of being gratuitous. Um, I I really quite liked it. And then of course you have all of the problems then going on with uh, with Ben because by now oh, you've oh found God, out that Ben's a fucking powder keg. Ben. ben is the one that caused a lot of the problems that you've had along the way. So when he nearly dies, and you can feel that he at some points just he's ready to give up. He it's such a weight on his shoulder that that's it he wants to give up and you have the option of either pulling him up or letting him drop or basically letting the zombies get to him so what joe what did you do i pulled his ass up yeah vince i dropped him yeah <laughs> oh what a surprise he, he wanted to, to fall so i i i let him go out the way he wanted to. oh hello morden so uh <laughs> Sixty-two uh, percent pulled him up, thirty-three let him drop, and then I'm shocked. 5%. So many people pulled him up. I actually pulled him up as well. I, because I
2: just, he was such a fuck up, left and right. He, you know, selling okay. out the supplies, freezing up when Clementine was in danger. No, that kid had to go.
0: It wouldn't have been too many more things where I would have said, "Okay, enough's enough," kind of thing. But I really saw him as a a teenager in a an insane situation and i mean at the best of times you're not going to expect a teenager to always be able on their a-game and doing what's right and things like that so here i'm on my fourth teenager so for me it's like okay i know that your, your cerebral cortex isn't all defined you're not thinking clearly here just try to help but i was some pissed at him when he screwed up on freaking Clementine had it been another one of those then it would have been oh, okay right you died. <laughs> if he didn't tell me to let him go I probably would have pulled him up all right well I pulled him up and then here's where you find out that he gets uh Lee gets bitten and that's the mm-hmm. big reveal in this that one was a shock Lee gets bitten and so you can either hide the bite or you can reveal it to the group of people revealed it to the group. I revealed it as well. Joe, you?
1: I revealed it because they need to know because I need to start prepping them to take care of Clementine.
2: Which I think is probably what
0: everybody thought. Vince?
2: Yeah, I need all the friends I can get.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, speaking of which, now here's where you're at the point where you need to go look for Clementine because she has been abducted and you think that it's that Dr. Vernon who took her because he had insinuated that he could take her away from Lee because he would be better family material than Lee and that group would be. And uh, and so here is where you get to talk to all of the remaining people and find out who's going to come and help you. So... I at this point here had had it with Kenny. I had so <laughs> had it with Kenny; it was unbelievable. And so, excuse me, when we were um, when we were talking, I again I had I shot Doc. I shot the kid so he wouldn't have to. I sided with him. I saved his kid. I'd been a little slow. On a couple of things, (laughs) but even then they weren't life threatening and I still saved his ass from zombies a couple of times. So when he was giving me a hard time about going to look for this little girl, I lost it on him. Just I had it if I would have freaking put a spear through his head if I had one handy. And um, and so I got Ben to come with me because Ben's the first one you talk to. I think either Ben or Ameed and Chris, I can't remember who are the first you talked to, but those were easy. And it's like, yeah, no, it's the first one, one I talked to Um Ben. Yeah, he's coming along. He he said that he wanted to do what was right by her. And mm-hmm. then uh, Kenny had lost it on his ass, so he wasn't coming. So when uh, you're looking at episode five, it was me, Ben, eh, Omid, and Krista. So, Joe, what about you?
1: Uh, I actually entered with Omid, Krista, Ben, and Kenny.
2: Hmm. So, like, I actually you wanted everybody through.
0: Okay. Vince? I had
2: Kenny, Omid, and Krista, yeah. So you had everybody. So I'm the only one that didn't have Kenny. Well, I didn't have everybody. Friggin' Ben was zombie chow.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. He killed Ben.
2: That's right. That's right. Yeah, so you didn't have
1: everybody. See, I was rewarded, though, and we'll get to that in five. I was rewarded with an amazing scene.
2: But here's the thing. Once I did kill Ben... And, you know, Vernon was all pissed off, you know, you murdered that kid and this and that. Clementine actually accepted it because she was upset. She was like, oh, you killed Ben, this and that. And I I explained to her, I was like, no, Clementine, you know, he decided that, you know, he needed to step forward and, you know, help out the rest of the group. And Clementine, I forget exactly what she said, but it was like this, you know, story her parents had told her. And he's like, she's like, I understand, you know, Ben, Ben did what he needed to do to save us. And, you know, that he was a hero because of that.
0: Huh. That was a really good
2: scene that a lot of people didn't
0: see. Yeah. No kidding. That actually sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. Okay. So then moving into episode five, this is where, again, Lee has been bitten. His arm is not doing all that well and neither is he. And you are now chasing after Clementine or after the person who has um, abducted Clementine. So you're going with your, your party of whoever it is that you chose and, and, see what you can if you can find her or not because it's not quite that easy either so right from the get-go though you're faced with a pretty freaking hard choice which you can see from the video all this time i chose to remove oh my god you lost ben yeah and uh (laughs) yeah
1: oh it gets it gets better roger and i had the same thing
0: yeah so did you guys choose to remove the arm or keep it I'll cut figured,
2: that bastard off. I needed more time. I figured at that point it was too late. If I'm already coughing and passing out, cutting off the arm wasn't going to help, so I kept it. I wonder if it actually made a difference in your... your... As near as I can tell, it only makes a difference um, when you're crossing the street full of zombies. He picks up a second weapon. like He shoves a shard of glass into his busted hand and just goes through and like, starts dual-wielding and just hacking zombies ah. left and
0: right. Okay, okay. Which we'll talk about that scene in a bit. Oh, oh my god yeah um so then you go and we'll skip ahead then to what is actually playing right now and of course when they're jumping through to the other building you find out you see ben fall down if ben is still alive he actually falls down and he falls on top of some of the uh, the railing and stuff so he's impaled by this piece of metal so did you um well vince you didn't even have this yeah there was no ben okay so but joe did and i think joe you made the same the choices exact that same I, call, I believe. Yeah. So basically at this point here, we go down and it's uh Kenny and, and myself and, and Lee, I should say, of course, and deciding what we're gonna do about about Ben. And Kenny decided I tried to bring it to take him out and yeah, you can see. Yep. <laughs> that ain't That's gonna exactly happen. What, yeah. <laughs> and um and so Kenny kind of forces you to his his shows. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny kind of forces his decision and forces you through the gate and he decides that he's going to like it was funny because when you were playing it you were we were talking on aim and you were saying Kenny's being brave here and I was going like no he's not he's giving up he's got one shot left in his gun and basically he uses it on Ben so that Ben doesn't get chewed alive and then he gets chewed alive Mm -hmm. but instead of knowing that's it he's had it shoot him and run he just stays there and gets eaten alive. It was an interesting scene, though it doesn't sound like it was anywhere near as powerful as the one you're talking about with Clementine.
2: Yeah, but I think I think that's one of those things where if you did kill Ben and, you know, if you don't make the right dialogue choices with Clementine, I don't know if, if you would get that same reaction, though. But, I, you know, I, yeah. I, I I knew how to handle the little girl. Yeah. That really <laughs> didn't sound right.
0: No, it uh, really didn't. No. God. Especially seeing as you're not a parent and you own a van. But anyways, um, so from... So, so Kenny dies
2: here? Kenny dies as well. Yeah. Kenny and Ben. See, so, so you guys didn't get the same scene I did with Kenny then? Nope.
0: Obviously not. Nope.
2: At one point, um, like, you guys are trying to find a way down off the rooftop, and you've got Krista, and for me, it was Krista, Omid, and Lee, and, like, they're standing around this, like, pit into the building. They're like, well, okay, we got to get, get down to ground level at some point, you know? Do we go down into this building? And Kenny just walks up and, like, slaps Lee on the shoulders, like, what are you guys standing around for? And they drop the freaking radio into the pit. <sighs> So, like, everybody's standing around. Oh my God, what do we do? You know, are there zombies down there? So Krista just, like, you know, screw you guys and, like, jumps down there. Like, Wonder Woman, she's like, I got this. But then she can't get back out. And there's zombies down there. So then Kenny jumps into the pit, lifts her out, and then runs, you know, pulls, kites the, the, the walkers away so that everybody else can get away.
0: Is that the pit? Like, are you talking about the, the, when you're going, going the towards the, the, to uh, the yeah, when yeah. you're going towards the hotel? I guess. Huh. Okay. Because you will see as we're talking later on, I you're think gonna again, get there, Joe yeah. and I got the same gameplay for mm-hmm. ours. Um, because from here, of course, you have to go and still find Clementine. As you're walking along, too, if you did bring Omid and Crystal along, you're basically prepping them that they're going to have to be right. taking care of Clementine because you're not going to be able to, obviously.
1: Congratulations. You are now a mother of two.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And uh, Omid's not that bad.
2: <laughs> uh. Oh, you
1: catch that dialogue though.
0: <laughs> What's that? You didn't catch the dialogue. Oh no, I didn't. Is that what she's? Uh, she's pregnant. Oh, Damn, I'm trying to remember now if I remember seeing that. They make. No, you're I mean, right. If you're if right. The you're right.
2: were there. They never quite
0: they said make, it. They yeah.
1: make comments about it all throughout. Like they they keep hinting about it, and Omid says it. Like when they're in the when they're in the mansion before Kenny uh, before Kenny and and Ben before that whole scene happens. Omid's talk like if you go and talk to him, he talks about, you know, I wonder if it's gonna be, you know, that hard for us, but then I'm not just fighting for us anymore. And like there's all these little hints throughout everything when you're talking with him that she's pregnant. She's pregnant throughout this whole ordeal.
0: Okay. I, I didn't talk to I, the dialogue that you're talking about, I don't think I talked to him. I don't think I got that. Yeah, I so. think when you were so watching so
1: you'd skip that part. You skipped that part. You didn't you didn't go up and chat with him, you went right for the door. So like I actually sat and talked with him and he stared at the couple and he made a couple like a couple observations
2: of the couple in the bed and that's where like it hit
1: me. Like he made that comment. I'm like, no shit.
2: Yeah, I think she was with me when I was watching the tapes in Crawford too, and the one with the pregnant woman, she was kinda she didn't take that very well. But then at the same time, she also took the shot of whiskey. Yeah. So he, like, <laughs> she was very hesitant about it. But at one point she's like, Yeah, screw it. But so yeah, it, it, they didn't come out and say it, but the, enough hints were there that it's pretty much a, a done deal.
0: Okay. So at this point here, they're crossing a whole bunch of different rooftops and they are of course trying to get to the the um hotel because they know that that's where um Cheese Clementine is being held. Now, they get to a point however where there's essentially this valley of freaking zombies the road is just full 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 of them they don't really have a way down either they're going to try to cross the street using a sign that's connected between buildings across the street so that they can get to the other side and then start hopping roofs on the other side to get to the um, the hotel that way they don't have to actually um, cross the street kind of thing so but of course I chose to let I don't I don't know if there is a choice that the others go first, but I chose, of course, to... I'm already a dead man walking, so I'll go across first. I'm assuming you guys did the same? Yeah, it's yeah. exactly what I did. Okay, and then, of course, you don't... The, the sign is Boston down, and so I he's just going down to street level, and then he's going to just fight these zombies. And this is where I... And this is really speaks to the quality of the The soundtrack for this game, oh yeah, and the style, yeah. this is where I told Joe, make sure you have your headphones on and the volume up because you get the music playing, and it's just perfect for when he's in the street hacking up the zombies kind of thing, and uh. And it's just such a perfect moment, just absolutely so well done. Tough as shit, though. I couldn't always time it properly <laughs> to get through. It took me quite a few tries to get through. It was really starting. I, to
2: take I, I me think off. I lost a chunk of my shoulder, but I made it across the first time.
0: <laughs> Man, no, I did not. I I was having a well, hell because I had two arms, you idiot. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. It was it was bloody freaking tough.
2: See, and this this is the hole that when I got here. Sorry to interrupt. When I got here, you couldn't see the zombies. So when the radio fell down and Krista jumped in after it, and that's when they found the zombies were in there, and Kenny sacrificed himself here to save Krista. Huh.
0: Okay. Well, one way or another, apparently he sacrifices himself. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So, yeah, that moment in the street where you're, you're fighting off the zombies absolutely phenomenal um i don't know joe did it take you to quite a few tries as well or no i got it on the first one i got lucky
1: i I freely admit that i got lucky man i just i had my one one arm bastard got real lucky with uh with timing
0: so here is the scene right here that i'm talking about so there's the sign of course that he has to cross there's the hotel that they have to make their way to and of course he's going to be going down in just a few moments now when he does get to the hotel and makes his way up to the floor where she's being hidden, um, or being held, I should say. That's where... (laughs) (laughs) I hope you've been a good boy prior to this point. (laughs) That's where it gets a little interesting now. (laughs) So, And here is where I want to find out from you, Vince, as well, what happened in your gameplay. Because in our gameplay... We were the same, yeah. Because we took those supplies from the car, this is where freaking Yahoo who owned that car and the supplies blames you for having lo- because you took those supplies and because you took those supplies it was harder for he and his wife and child and eventually his wife left him as well and it was one problem after another kind of thing they'd had some problems before but this just kind of exacerbated it exacerbated it and so He blames you and he's been stalking you ever since, wanting to steal your child, not really your child, but Clementine, because he lost his. Oh, that sign's going down. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's again with us, it's because we took the supplies. So, what's his rationale if you didn't take the supplies?
2: Well, you see, the supplies were still taken, just Lee didn't participate. So he still, you know, lost his wife and daughter and was, you know, blamed that event. But he at least said, you know, he he was at least slightly nicer, like a little bit, because, you know, Lee – because this all comes down to him deciding if Lee is a fit father for Clementine. And, you know, seeing that he had at least that little bit of morals was, I guess, a point in Lee's favor, not that it mattered for much – but it
0: okay so basically he's only blaming the group not
2: Lee. Right, but I I think it's pretty much the same outcome either way. It's just some slightly different dialogue.
0: Okay. Yeah. I Before think so. we go any further, do you think that's a strong enough uh, I don't want to say motivation, but I mean this is part of the climax. Yes, the the real the the, the rest is actually winding down with everything going on with Lee being bitten as as emotionally incredible as it is this is actually everything's leading up to this with this stalker kind of thing do you actually think that that was a strong enough reason that 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 character was strong enough for everything that had happened so far once you
1: get to the end point and you start talking and you realize how far gone this dude is I think so before then I was just like that's kind of lame and then I started like you know paying attention is like Uh, Oh, because I mean, it kind of makes sense because more dangerous than any zombie, and we've seen this many, many times throughout this game is the other humans basically out there to, you know, survive and yeah. do what they can. And the ones that are off their fucking rocker, like the ones that are like, you know, I don't know, harvesting human meat, uh, they become very, very dangerous and they can really fuck things up for the few survivors. And it's like this guy was, well, he's seeking revenge and he wants to steal Clementine and he wants to have a life again like he used to. And by doing so, he's willing to fuck over every human being he possibly can. And at this point, it's like, well, you're going to stand off against him. It makes sense. It makes a a certain amount of sense that he would be where he is and that would be his motivation.
2: I kind of liked it, actually. Okay. Vince, you? See, I I looked at it from a different point of view where that character itself – didn't really matter for much of anything it was more you know the tribunal of lee is now on trial for you know his actions and he has to answer for everything he did because remember the the things he calls out because he knows about everything from talking on the walkie with clementine this whole time i did things differently from you guys you know i didn't steal the supplies but that so that was you know okay you know you're not uh, complete monster your your group was still responsible you didn't stop them so you're just as guilty but you know i killed ben you know in his eyes i killed ben and you know all these other things so it was more seeing consequences of your actions from the moral standpoint instead of okay i did this so this character died here but it was more really taking that moment to kind of step back and look and see how your actions affect other people, not just your your playthrough. So that, that's kind of how I saw this. The character itself, you know, he was just random whack job number 47. But in, in the larger scope of the message the game was trying to give you, it, it worked out for me.
0: Okay. See, because when I was doing it initially, it was I just thought it was a little too weak.
2: God, I bet you wish you had another arm right now.
0: You know what? It's, I thought I would edited <laughs> out all those those deaths. <laughs> maybe show one death. We don't need to show every single time. But no, Fraps was, was still running, so it caught every single one. I'll edit it because it was
2: it was so cool here because he in my playthrough he fi- finds like the shard of glass from the sign That's or whatever right. and just picks it up and squeezes it in his hand and you see the blood dripping down and then he's just hatchet here stab this guy in the eye it was brutal and awesome
0: it was not for me and and I will <laughs> freely admit all I did this on as you can tell on a gamepad hooked up to my laptop because I don't have the Xbox or the console version I should say um so it's just I uh, I don't have the manual dexterity for a controller that kids do, you know, or somebody who really <laughs> does a lot of console gaming. I'm a PC gamer, so I give me a keyboard and mouse, I will be decent. <laughs> but give me a freaking controller, no, man. So I kept missing the mark. Every time I tried to spear someone, I was like, son of a... <laughs> <laughs> so uh, back to the hotel again. The um, When you're facing off against this guy... Uh, I initially, and and I, it did kind of bother me a little bit that the, the guy that you're coming up against is this guy that has held a grudge this long that, uh, dear Lord again. Wow. (laughs) So I told you, I'm not going to hide it. It's terrible. Um, I thought it was weak. I don't know. I was looking at, I I can appreciate what you're saying, Vince, that it's not about that. It's about, you know, everything that he's done and, and things like that. So I can appreciate that, but I don't know. I think that for a series that's this strong and this straightforward, <laughs> dude. Now I gotta leave it I'm in because we're I'm laughing. <laughs> I, I wasn't lying, I told you. It was like that one zombie gets you every every time. freaking time. <laughs> <laughs> it's because they give you an option of like four or five kind of thing, but you, you I tried the other one, anyways, it doesn't work out. Yeah. Eventually I wind up getting out of here. Now I can't edit it out. Um <laughs> but, <My computer's> done. <laughs> anyways, so and yeah, like, I'm I'm looking at, okay, let's look at prior episodes and, and who maybe could have come out and been a worthy adversary and things like that. And you're looking at, like, maybe there was a survivor in Crawford, somebody that could have come after them that would have been, you know, really good, or hell, it could have been Lily could have come back after them towards the end. And I think that especially Lily would have been far more... Um, would have had a, more of an emotional impact because here's someone that, you know, you you fought with right from the get-go. Oh, I'm going to get past him now. See, I took Buddy's head off there. This is it. I can see the light. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, if you would have brought Lily back, then... Now, I just realized, again, I interrupt,
2: I, di- I didn't recognize the station wagon.
0: Right. Really? You didn't?
2: No. Yeah. It wasn't until I got up there and he started talking that I knew who the guy was. The station wagon completely I was wow. I was in a haze after after the zombie awesomeness. I didn't even recognize the station wagon.
0: Get through those goddamn zombies finally. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is that when I was playing that part, I was, of course, again on the on the laptop and my wife was beside me and she was doing knitting, cross stitching, thingy, whatever it is that she does. And um uh, and so it was like every time die, I die, it was like, son <laughs> of a bitch! <laughs> you having a problem? Yes! <laughs> I you want me to do it for you? <laughs> yeah, go get Tristan. Let him do it for me. <laughs> you could do this in one shot. Um, so, yeah, no, I, again, I think that I would have preferred to see someone like Lily or somebody maybe from Crawford or somebody else. Um, reaching back to, you know, all the way back to the supplies in the, the, the thing and somebody that would stalk you for that long that's a pretty uh i don't know i don't know i wasn't as much for it um crazy people do crazy shit there is that there is definitely that lily was all manner of crazy though that's why she would have fit too lily was a a fun true i could see that crazy to be around um so then once you get in of course you see here how you know there's the room here that's being locked kind of and uh and you know that Clementine's close by and then you find Yahoo with his freaking wife's head in a bowling bag. <laughs> the, um, what was funny, too, is that I was <laughs> at the very end where he's sitting down and they're sitting in the chairs together. And then it's right, like, from, from The Incredibles. He starts monologuing. <laughs> 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 Lee got him monologuing, and that's exactly what it is. And it was. And I thought it kind of was a little too drawn out with uh, the explanations and, and stuff. I, I don't know. I would have preferred a little bit more action kind of thing. But, I mean, what did you guys think of this scene? So I thought again, it was I,
1: uh, very, very TV-esque
0: explain yes yeah, Like yeah. what? what is that
1: like it would be something you would see like on like one of those over-the-top drama tv shows on like you would
0: see it on season two NBC. of when they were trying yeah. to kill time Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that that's exactly it it's a time killer it's a time waste and that's i i i'm not as crazy about that in
2: in games See so again i i just took it as more introspective of you know just looking back at the decisions i had to make so right
0: Okay, and then of course, as you're talking, as you got him monologuing, Clementine comes out of hiding, and uh, and just knocks him over with either a lamp or a vase, and uh, and then you tell keep- me what? Tell, tell me you told her to grab the hatchet, Joe.
2: I did. Okay, what happened? Because I told her to grab the lamp. I was like, she's not gonna chop this guy's head off. <laughs> um,
1: she murdered the absolute shit out of him. Did she wow. really? <laughs>
0: Oh you see, I still had the hatchet on me because I didn't,
1: I put it I, I had it it was
2: down yeah, on the at, table. at this point I, I wasn't gonna take any chances. Oh I, I was did leaving everything, I was following his instructions.
0: No, no, I can't yeah, believe Clem, that's all you got. No, I ain't got nothing. Clem
2: Clem saved
1: my ass. Wow. <laughs> she she chopped him right in the fucking neck with the hatchet. Wow. <laughs> she, she like like so like just murdered the shit out of him.
0: Jeez. See, this is why we had the sound test with you being a little ballistic. <laughs> I was expecting that. You knew it was coming. It's, it wasn't that bad. But no, like seriously, I was, like,
1: I was caught off guard by it. I was like, holy shit. And then like, you know, he's all bleeding and there's like this big scuffle between like, you know, him and Lee. And like I was just sitting there. I was like, I am so happy
2: that I put that girl through all that trauma. She just yeah. saved my head. See, I, I
0: just had her knock him over the head with a lamp and then I took him out. <laughs> you're gonna see i actually i screwed up at one point and he got me so i got to do both i i did the vase and then i did the, the lamp after it was like okay maybe the vase didn't work quite well enough try the lamp this time kiddo <laughs> we'll go from oh, there
1: see i didn't even kill him like after at like during the struggle he got the better of me oh, yeah. shot him
0: yeah no yeah. that's what happens i think for everybody because yeah it was a have, shame have, moment yeah more conversation and things like that, and then kill him. So, uh, although I I don't think that no, you can you don't necessarily have to kill him though, do you? I, don't I think know. Like there's an like option. Shot him in the face. So, yeah, I know I shot him at the end because it was like no you mm. or no I think I strangled him. I, no, you did. So. I I was strangling him, but it didn't quite work out.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm slightly ahead of you. Again. Oh no!
0: Yes, so. no, you strangle him, but then you shoot him so that he doesn't come back right so that's yeah i did do that so um but yeah i know the uh so hold on so yeah you killed yeah and there you don't necessarily have to kill him because 10 percent didn't kill the stranger so hmm. i don't know what happens if you actually don't i'm surprised that 10 people let him live or 10 percent of people let him live may have so, been a timer thing yeah that's that is true as well then damn time of course the really interesting stuff happens because oh. at this point now, he's taking a turn for the worse. I love that throughout it all, you can see the color draining from his body, and he's getting mm-hmm. more and more mm-hmm. gray. And you know there's not a lot of time left here. This is, they, they got to do something. And, of course, he's got to try to find um, Omid and Krista. They go back into the street again. And freaking Clementine being a little trooper man. And... um and so just before you pass out on the street, you see her parents and you see that oh, look yeah. on her face when, oh, my God, it was just this little girl, my heart wrenching. Um, but then you wake up in a building or in yeah, in a building and um, basically it's just the two of you locked in there with a uh, dead guy who's strapped to a seat. Um, but. That the here it was one of those moments too where like she helped you in and I'm thinking he was passed out. That little mm-hmm. girl don't weigh much more than a buck fifty. I don't think she could have <laughs> helped him in a building. But I mean they, they they had to take some liberties, of course. So, but I mean, but then you the, realize she's trapped in a building with you. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he gets that look in his eyes, where it's like open the doors, you're thinking the same thing because he knows he's turning. I got okay. If
2: If Telltale had written an ending where Lee turns and then eats Clementine,
0: <laughs> there would be fires. <laughs> yeah. You got to wonder, though, is, like, is that something that the, was on the table at some point? Probably. That, I would imagine there had to be. Because, I mean, I don't think there's a... Well, no, there wouldn't be a single... Um, a single ending that would actually allow that because she's going to be in the second season that they've already confirmed is coming out. So, but you got to, again, wonder... during
1: planning, somebody had to bring that up.
0: I See, I kind of wish that it had been put in there, not because I wanted anything to happen to her, of course, but I wanted it to be realistic enough that if something did happen, by no fault of my own, I made a wrong choice along the way, and she bites it, I wanted it to be realistic that, you know... I wanted it to... All throughout this game, there's been so many consequences that, I mean, if you screw up, your party's going to die. I mean, we're long-term readers of the comic book and and of watching the TV show under duress. Um, So we know that bad things happen to good people. So that's really fueled me throughout all of this, that at any moment, any one of them can die, even Clementine. And so... Knowing that, kind of having that pretty good feeling that eh, she's probably going to make it through, it took away some of that tension at the end. It was still very emotional. Dude, holy crap and hell, damn near crying at the end, emotional. But it wasn't that visceral panic kind of thing. I don't know. What do you think, Vince?
2: I guess. Like, I never considered, you know, an ending where Clementine wasn't going to make it. So it wasn't really an option for me.
0: Right. Joe?
2: I don't know what to say.
0: (laughs) Have you been listening? No, I I have. I have.
1: (laughs) Like, I'm just. I'm watching. Like right now, I'm. Like I said, I think I'm a little bit ahead of you. And like, I'm watching the scene where you're covering Clem in the goo, and it's like, how did you get so far ahead? I don't know. But like, I'm watching that and just kind of going like, because like, I feel so bad for her.
0: Sorry. We're not on the same part of the video then. I know. The whole like, I point know. of this like, was... I play at the
1: same time you guys did, but I'm at 114.
0: That's weird. Joe, are you on the same? Or Vince, are you on the same spot as him? I'm. Clementine's about to whack him with the. Oh, we're on the mind. same spot then. Joe, yeah. you freaking loser! What did yeah, you do? Yeah, seriously. All right, so there. Whack <laughs> <laughs> <Hit him again. laughs> Go for it, Clem! <laughs> um, oh, you got to... wow. See, I punked out. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to expect. He messed you up. Yeah, he just he did? shot my ass. Yeah. Um, so anyways, yeah, when at the end there, again, I, I was really hoping that as much as you feel it at the end when he when he finds out they're locked in there and it's like, oh, my God. And so you're really you're panicking. In my mind, I know. No, this is just to set up that emotional upheaval yeah. of what's going to happen it's not she's not actually in any danger especially the whole coaching her throughout and different things like that so it's um there you go go get the lamp get the lamp clem do it <laughs> at first i was like oh my god but then I, you know i was like no they're not gonna so that took a lot away from me that took a hell of a lot away because it would have been written differently if <laughs> Way to go, girl! This time I know what I'm doing. You're a dead guy. <laughs> um. So so it took a lot of weight. Easier I really, with two arms. It would. <laughs> I'm beginning to think I made the wrong choice here. Um. So yeah, I I I really would have liked it if uh, I if the option had been there where it was a very real option that she actually might die. So, uh, but it, but then of course you you have how on. Un- Barbarally emotional, oh. that ending. like, I mean, just crippling emotionally. It's just, it was unbelievable. Um, so, of course, I got her to, you get her to handcuff you to the, um, the, 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 the vents, the, the heating vents, and um,
2: see, I didn't have her handcuff me. I had her handcuff the zombie. Really? Yeah. So you were still walking around? Well, sitting. No, I, I was, I was down there, but I was like, well. Right now, the the security guard zombie is a bigger threat.
1: Huh. Yeah, looking back at it, I should have done
2: that, but I had her handcuff me. It it didn't make a difference. <laughs> he he just ripped his own like when he when he goes after her, his arm rips off, and he the handcuffs
0: go flying anyway. Yeah. Uh, I actually I got her to handcuff me because I didn't want to turn on her. Of course, I mean you go through all of this. <laughs> I, To to turn on the the timer
2: was ticking. I I made a quick call. Yeah, really.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that's the thing too. When you're looking at those final moments, um, you really wish that there was a lot more time. And because these are your final decisions, I don't. And that that that's the one thing that
2: really elevated Walking Dead for me over similar concepts like Mass Effect and Dragon Age and all these other choice based games of in those games you have so much time to sit there and at least in your head kind of run through all the possible outcomes and yeah so many people when they're playing those games do make the choice that they they think is right not necessarily the choice they want to make in that situation walking dead doesn't give you that opportunity to try and worry about what the right answer is it's yeah what's the the right answer right now
1: you don't have that time to sit and think which is really really good that's one of the things I love about the entire game as well is because like you said it it, it mimics real life at least to, to some degree in that because if you're in that situation you don't have 30 minutes to sit and think well you know I, I could do this or I could do that. no it's like you have to make a choice right the fuck now and they do that absolutely and it's so wonderful like it's shitty and emotionally draining and horrible because you go back and like when you do have time to to sit and think you're like did i really need to do that was that really what i had to do but it's it's perfect as far as i'm concerned with this type of game because giving you that limited amount of time to make that choice forces your hand forces you to go with gut instinct that's what you'd have to do in a real life situation
0: so let's actually look then at the game and whatever games we've played over the year and as well. Um, there's no denying that I think for all of, uh, of us, the this game would have been nominated by us. Like we would have put it in our nominations of top game of the year. Would you have actually, do you think you would give it top spot in this year? Joe, we'll start with you. I would. I honestly would. Okay. Like just
1: because of the the way the way the game was done, like don't look the in the bag, don't look in Drew's. the
0: bag.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like Brad Pitt and Seven.
0: What's in the What's box? What's in the box? <laughs> in the box?
1: <laughs> Which is funny because I was playing this at work, by the way, and they hear me scream <sighs> at the scene like, "What's in the box?" <laughs> and like my coworkers are just looking at me, just shaking their head. You
2: but what I do at work?
1: Work. 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 <laughs> Some of us have desk jobs. We can do do stuff that we're not supposed to do. Anyway, um, <laughs> but no, like just the way that this game made me feel, and I'm, gonna, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stress that because games generally don't make me feel like horrible or elation or just like. They don't have such a a divine effect on, like, my mood. This game did all the way through. There were plenty of times where I felt like a terrible human being or things like, like, I'm really good at this stuff. And, you know, just like this emotional roller coaster. And then at the end of this game, that punch they deliver, that, that punch, it was really dusty in my office. Like, it was really, really dusty.
2: All right. Vince? it's definitely up there i mean i played so many fantastic games this year though like i probably but it it's it's not quite as you know cut and drive a decision definitely without a doubt top 3 and probably number 1
0: well if we actually look at the nominees that uh, Spike had even for the VGAs, there was this one: Assassin's Creed 3, Dishonored, Journey, and Mass Effect Three. Now, throw out Mass Effect Three. Yeah, see, that's yep. uh, they lose a little bit of credibility when they put Mass Effect Three here. I got to say, Listen, credits where it's due, they got a lot better this year with the actual awards. Yeah, um, Journey is the one ones that you saw. That I actually haven't played Journey, but it I keep wanting to, but I keep going back to that. I don't want to spend 15 bucks for just a few minutes. But I think I'm going to have to just bite the bullet and play it eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been playing Dishonored, though, right? Yes. You know what? See, I bought it. I just haven't had a chance to actually play it yet. But I'm going to be playing it before the end of the year. Um, but See, Dishonored's actually an interesting comparison to
2: Mass Effect and, and Walking Dead of, again, how your choices dictate you know how the game plays out. But not in a standing there with a dialogue box it's entirely how you're playing the game and it, there's there's no well there's minimal amounts of dialogue options that I don't think they really affect much gameplay as far as the ending is concerned but how you choose to play the game really determines what what's what what happens because like right now uh, I've, I've already started my second playthrough but my first playthrough I was death machine you know just killing it and the ending was really dark and you saw how my gameplay choices really influenced how the story played out. And, and so Dishonored was as another of my of best games this year uh, for similar reasons to The Walking Dead, but without the emotional impact that The
0: Walking Dead delivered. Would you peg it higher in terms of, again, Game of the Year than The Walking Dead? No, but it's up there. OK, what about did you play through Assassin's Creed three? Oh my goodness, yes I did. Okay, okay. Joe, did you play
1: that one yet? uh, I haven't finished.
2: I haven't had time to finish. You bastard.
0: Okay, so where are you pegging AC3 then in terms of The Walking Dead and Dishonored?
2: I'd probably put it equal to Dishonored. Just Assassin's Creed 3 was so amazing on so many levels. If if the actual game itself had been a little little better produced because... Let's face it, the Assassin's Creed games have always had their issues. And once you get to this point where, you know, there, there's so much going on, you know, just, things just don't quite work right. But the way it delivers on every sing, every single thing it tries to do and how if you actually put the time into a lot of the side stuff, you get a lot more emotional impact out of the game. It, it, Assassin's Creed was amazing. Like, I, I loved it every minute of it. it i was jumping up and down come the end of the game
0: she's seeing her parents oh my god <laughs> look at that look on her face yeah. oh it's just like oh my god oh and there he goes down mm-hmm. oh. so again though based on what you're telling me now walking dead you would peg it higher than those two anyway it is it yeah
2: but it, it's not like i said Joe's like oh yeah Done. Walking Dead number one. It, it's a bit more of a thought process for me because I, I legitimately played a lot of really good games this year. In my eyes, I mean, not, well, not, not just I'm those not three. That I, I'm not saying that I didn't play a lot of good games. I did, but yeah. like at the end of the day,
1: Assassin's Creed is still Assassin's Creed, and I can just walk away from it and be like, yeah, okay. Dishonored was a good game. Like it's, it was a really, really good game but at the end of the day it didn't really it didn't have a divine impact on me so for me that's that's really what it boils down to like there, are those i can just be like okay i'm done and and be happy about yeah. it and while they were amazing it's just yeah
0: well it's it, it boils down to this too like were you able to play any of these episodes of the walking dead in in more than one sitting or did it have to be one sitting Oh, it Did was a one-setting game. have to get through it? And that speaks a lot to the game as well. Like, I mean, some of these episodes, I was up till three in the morning playing because there was no way in hell I was going to stop. I just, I had to get through it. The The emotional impact from every episode, every one of them was strong. And plus, I really liked the episodic content. It, it really set you up that you were dying for that next episode to come mm-hmm. up. It was brilliant. It was like, it, it, it had so much more of an impact that because of it being drawn out and it became this pop culture thing too where everybody's talking about it on twitter game comes out i wasn't on twitter for days until i finished it <laughs> because people were talking about it and it was like shut up i don't want to hear about it so it takes a pretty strong game to do that and of course then when you're looking at the strength of all oh, those little eyes my god <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. the strength of the writing and 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 the voice acting. And yeah, right here. And like, I'm
2: hearing Clementine right now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was, oh, it was heart-wrenching. So this was tough for me, too, because I, I played a bunch of good games. And then there were other games that I would, I would peg in there, too. Like, I mean, I know that nobody ever puts in WoW. But, I mean, when you're looking at Mr. Pandaria... Um, I look at all the fun that I've been having in it and in terms of the quality of the expansion and what you're getting for your money and like all the fun that I've been having with my son with it. And then I look at how much fun we've been having with Guild Wars 2 and the strength of the questing throughout Guild Wars 2, most of the zones and stuff like that, and how much I've adored that game and then other games that I've played as well. And it's funny that the more I think about it, the more it's like, no, no, it's this. This is because of the strength of all of again writing, acting, everything else, directing, but just the emotional upheaval beginning to end every single episode. I, how can you not give this top game of the year? My opinion. I
2: so agree. Let's then look I, now. I, I think a lot. Some, what some of it comes down to is. How much of a game was it? Like you said, you know, can a point-and-click game legitimately be game? There, well, yes, obviously it can. But I, I think that's part of what factors into it for a lot of people is, you know, this was a great story. It was, it was you know, great. You as we said, great everything. But I played better games, you know. So that that's at least for me part of the decision of why while Walking Dead is still you know at the top of the list, it's. It's it's struggling a little bit with some other you know more gamey games that I played. Yeah, this but year. then
0: you're defining what makes a game and what doesn't. Well, I, no, That's a pretty I'm, I'm cloudy, just saying,
2: you know, gameplay itself does factor into into the the equation. Yes, writing is important. Yes, story is important. Yes, characters are important. But gameplay also factors into it. So
0: I see, and I look at it in terms of the gameplay for that type of game for whatever type of game so the gameplay for this type of game was pretty much bang on for the most part not always but for the most part was bang on it was about making those choices throughout and a little bit of exploring things like that so for what it was i thought it's it's you're comparing you can't compare the the gameplay of a, a first person shooter type of game with the gameplay of well, this kind of RPG-ish kind of game. So I personally was all right with it and thought that it was, it fit, it fit very, very well, as a matter of fact.
2: That we're, we're reaching the same conclusion, just through different means, as I'm pointing way. out.
0: Yeah. And so then we, of course, find out, we had found out, that there is going to be a season two. And we saw the ending, um, which shows... Clementine seeing a couple in the distance. You don't know if it's Omid and Krista. You don't know who it is. Hell, it could be walkers They turn to face her. And just that complete unknown. If you did not see that, you didn't go to the end of the credits. And, uh, and, and you're so, a terrible person. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll splice it so that you can see it at the end of this. Because at the moment, she's still... She just picked up a bat and she's ready to whack herself some zombies. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, I love how she's choking up on the bat
2: too. Like it's, it's those little details. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So,
0: so I'm hoping that of course you're going to have some of the same voice actors coming back for this. Of course, Melissa Hutchinson for, for Clementine would be awesome. I think that the character of Clementine is still strong enough that she can carry another season, but now, she's growing up a little bit kind of thing and maybe doing more i i'm I'm hoping they don't fall into a you know a death trap of the second season of say the the tv show but rather that they they continue on with the strength of the writing that we've seen here
2: i'm ready for clementine and molly's big girly adventure yeah
0: All right. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Make sure to check us out at internetdragons.tv. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Leave us some comments and tell us what you think. If you felt a little bit differently about the game and you didn't think that it deserved us, by all means, let us know. Call us out on it. So, with that, we will talk to you guys soon. Did either of you get her to kill you? That's something no, you I didn't did
1: actually. not. Well, no, I'm sorry. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Sorry.
2: I couldn't do it. I. I she. I... She murdered me. I like, it, it's the right thing to do, but I, yeah. I can't do it. No. <laughs> the, the gameplay mechanics were entirely there. <laughs> so what happened then when she killed you?
1: Uh, there's a whole lot of crying. Things went black, and then it went to the credits. Oh, really? So you don't see her getting past this
0: guy? Or does, uh, he, does she kill you after?
1: She kills you after. Okay. So what happens is, like, you, like I kicked the bat to her after finally figuring out I was like oh i actually have to kick the bat to her so i kick the bat to her she brains the dude then she comes over and she's got like you know, she's got the bat <laughs> like, and everything she's telling her to look at the zombie <laughs> yeah so then i get to that part where it's like you have to shoot me and she's like no no and i'm like you can do it you have to do it you're strong enough she's like I'm not strong enough." and she actually goes ahead and does it and she's like crying like these big tears streaming down her face and it was just absolutely terrible. Like, yeah, it was it was awful. It was the right thing to do, but it was absolutely awful. Yeah. I still don't know if she actually shot me, though. Like, it could be. I think it would be absolutely hysterical if season two opens up with being chased by a Lee zombie.
0: You know, it would be cool if she, if she's got you chained up <laughs> with you your mouth like, missing. Over. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like Michonne. <laughs>
1: Like in the show with the one that doesn't, like the zombies have no arms. Yep. Just like that. Uh,
0: But just be Clem with a chain. That'd be so freaking hilarious. (laughs) I need to commission someone to make a picture of that. Clem walking, holding a chain with Lee with no jaw, no arms. That would be freaking awesome. Okay. All right. We're done. (laughs)
1: Oh, that's funny.